You're listening to The Agenda, exclusively on The Pod Station. Hello and welcome to uh, episode three of um, of the agenda at Wirral West, where we cover all aspects of local politics and local interest and, and local news to, to Wirral West. A um, bit of a, a different theme today in that we're kind of touching on a national issue that is uh, is everywhere, and that's the coronavirus, but more specifically with what that means um, to the people of Wirral. Um, you can find us um, at the Agenda Wirral West on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're much obliged if you could uh, follow us and share our posts. And today we have with us uh, Dr. Ivan Kampfer from the Netherlands Medical Practice on Woodchurch. Um, Ivan's a GP of uh, of some note and experience, uh, being the on the let me get this right the Committee for Community Care at the BMA. So. Um, the idea is today really just to try and cut through some of the noise that I think there is around coronavirus because it is everywhere. There's uh, all sorts of, of rumours and things that we, we get told through the media. And I suppose essentially what really what we're getting here is trying to give the people who were on the GP consultation um, without actually having to clog up the NHS uh, waiting rooms. So Ivan, what's your take on the coronavirus? How will it... Um, impact we're all how is it impacting we're all and then we'll go into some questions about what we can do about it okay well thank you very much andrew um thank you for the introduction oh, yeah. so should i just start with a bit of history around the coronavirus the coronavirus started in wuhan in in china um and it sort of uh, is the first instance where it's transmitted from a bat into humans so we've had no previous history of this virus so that's that's why it's so important and potentially dangerous but uh, we've had uh, around 120, possibly more now, uh, of cases of coronavirus in, in the UK. Um, and unfortunately, we've had one death as well. But the important thing is it's in, uh, in, in a state of containment at the minute, according to the Department of Health, uh, in that they are detecting, isolating cases in, in the country, wherever they may be, and tracing them. Um, and um, and so there is no need to panic. That's the first and most important thing. Um, we are in, in the state of containment and isolation is very important. Uh, the incubation period, i.e. the time that it takes for this virus to become fully active is just under a week. But we, we are advising people about a two-week isolation period, i.e. stay in your houses or homes. Um, and and one thing which I think is very, very important is not come to uh, general practice surgery or don't go to GP surgery or, or turn up in a hospital. Always, always, always contact 111. That's your first port call. And if you have symptoms like tiredness, fever, cough, muscle ache uh, and sneezing, isolate yourself at home, ring 111, 
they will give you the exact uh, directions and instructions as to what to do. And if, if, if you're thought to have uh, the virus, then they will send somebody out or direct you to where to go to have the, the tests done and, and whatever treatment you need. But what you mustn't do is turn up at a surgery because there are people there, patients there waiting. Some of them are elderly, some of them are, uh, are immunocompromised, um, and children as well. So, you know, uh, we, we have the whole sort of uh, range of patients waiting there to be seen. And if you are potentially, um, you know, uh, infected with coronavirus, that can have a huge impact. And then, uh, as we've seen across the country, areas where this has happened, uh, the surgery has to be shut, the pharmacy next to the surgery has to be shut because you possibly use that, um, and they have to go through a process of deep clean and so on and so forth. So it can be potentially quite sort of uh, difficult um, for the health service to deal with if uh, if, if there is exposure. Yeah. So, so, so pretty much the worst thing anyone can do is actually go and see the, the GP or try and walk into a GP surgery mm. or, or even a pharmacy potentially. Absolutely. I think that the first thing to do, as you rightly point out, is ring 111 mm-hmm. um, and they will direct you as to what to do. Um, now, I had a patient who, who sort of contacted my surgery and said um, they needed a letter for work because they, they couldn't go into work because they were thought to have coronavirus. Uh, and we said, well, look, all you have to do is speak to 111. They will email you that letter and they will sort it out for you. Similarly, problems with statutory sick pay and uh, self-certification for the first week. Um, again, that you can get from the surgery and the statutory sick pay, I think the government are working towards uh, allowing people to have it from the day one of, of, the, of, the, of the period of sickness. So. I, I'm aware that the government are trying their level best to, to help uh, in this scenario, uh, which is a very difficult scenario, but in a scenario of containment um, and trying to support uh, the, the health service um, as well as the hospitals, as well as uh, uh, people uh, in nursing homes and so on and so forth. So I think the most important thing here is to wash your hands. Um, and um, as, as you know, you have to wash your hands for 20 seconds or or to the tune of "Happy Birthday," sung it twice. It depends. Depends how quickly you sing it, but certainly sing it twice. But that's that's important, and mm. I think you know, uh, wash. You can't underemphasize the importance of washing your hands, um, and then touching your face uh, or eyes or na- um, mouth or nose. That's that's important as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, and isolation is very, very important. The other thing you, you can use is an alcohol gel. Um, now, the important thing about the alcohol gel is it has to have 60% alcohol and no less. So if it's less than 60%, that's no good. But you need to have a 60% alcohol gel. I'm just looking at this alcohol gel we've got on the table. and I, I can't actually <laughs> actually read the label on the back of the title. That's what, it does contain alcohol, but I don't think it says the... The percentage, the percentage on that, yes. but at least it would be doing some good. Yes, it's got alcohol. Absolutely. It's doing some good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think we all know that most people who contract this disease will be a little bit poorly, hmm. and the people at real risk are the people with underlying conditions and and the elderly. What special things can we do to sort of care for elderly relatives or perhaps, you know, we've got a 85-year-old neighbour next door. What, what can we do for them to just keep them safe and keep ourselves safe in, in doing so? So that's a really important question. 
um, and really goes to the heart of this issue of spreading. Um, and that's why we're in this, uh, we're teetering between containment and the next phase. Um, and uh, so if you have elderly uh, relatives, um, perhaps in a nursing home or a residential home or living at home, uh, it's very important. And if they've got uh, core morbidities like chronic diseases and stuff, it's important to stay away, especially if you have symptoms of a cough or cold, sneeze, a temperature, a muscle pain, anything like that. Um, to, to avoid any transmission and that's that's the most important thing because um, in, an, in a young healthy person like you Andrew I mean there's no problem <laughs> but when, when <laughs> but, but when as we get older uh, and we have chronic conditions like diabetes asthma COPD or God forbid cancer or something like that um, or, or, or any rheumatoid arthritis um, our immune systems aren't as good as as a healthy person and so any any um, sort of uh, impact from from a potential coronavirus or any virus uh, can can have uh, quite quite a quite a sort of significant effect on on the outcomes of health in, in, in elderly mm -hmm. patients so it's important to um, be careful. I mean, you can always contact your relatives by telephone um, or Skype. Uh, but if you have uh, any inkling of whether you've got anything like this, then perhaps the best thing is to stay away for, for a couple of weeks, so certainly up to two to three weeks. Um, uh, so, so they have the best chance of not getting it, really. Yeah, I mean, my mum, bless her. And whether she's listening. Oh, oh hello, mum. Declared yesterday to my daughter that she wasn't going to go out um, yeah. <laughs> anymore. I don't know for how long, um, because she didn't want to go to the supermarket, didn't want to be in the potential to, to catch the the infection. Mm. How worried should we be about that? You know, there is a sense of panic, but but really, you know, do is mm. an, an elderly person perhaps with one or two minor ailments. Do they have to be worried? Can you give them confidence just to go about your business as you would daily? Yes, I think that that's a very important question. I mean, there's no need to panic, first of all. Um, and as long as uh, we're taking sensible precautions, so we're using tissues, alcohol, wipes, um, and not shaking hands, um, and, uh, and, and just being careful generally, um, and common sense is, is very important here, um, and we're doing things that we do uh, in in uh, in moderation. We should be okay. And I don't think that you know we need to panic and completely isolate ourselves because that will be it's it's unnecessary really, uh, and perhaps over the top if I may say so. Yeah. Um, but but equally, I mean, I was listening to um, you know people, you know Saturday Sunday coming, you know people going to church and so on and so forth. Um, and about Holy Communion and, uh, and Eucharist, and so sort of th there are some, some, there is some talk about perhaps uh, doing the Holy Communion in a different way, uh, and people in church and in, in bigger congregations elsewhere, um, you know, um, the, being careful of, of what's going on. So if somebody's sneezing and coughing and so on and so forth, so it does create a, a problem for us as a, as, as a community or um, as a population. But we just have to be sensible over the next few yeah, weeks. Just a bit careful. Take precautions mm -hmm. um, and and just be aware of, of of people around us. Yeah, so it's just mitigate the risk, really. Isn't Absolutely, it? That's, the, that's the advice yeah. there. What about children? Because obviously, you know, 
we all know what kids in school are like kids in in play groups and um you know toddler yes. um, toddler groups what can we do there i mean are, i mean i know children from what i've read um aren't at risk themselves but it would seem to me from my knowledge that they could be sort of super spreaders or they uh I mean, possibly, possibly super spreaders. But uh, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, and we see lots of children every day. I certainly see uh, quite a few every day in my surgery. Um, and some of them come up with common colds. Some of them come up with a possible chest infection or a glue ear or any other kind of infection. So it's it's very difficult, really, uh, for for young parents to differentiate between what is possibly. Um, you know, COVID-19 or coronavirus uh, or possibly any other infection. Um, and that that's where it becomes difficult. Um, so it's, 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 it's a difficult question to answer. I don't really know is the honest answer. Um, but, you know, you just have to be careful. Um, so if there are symptoms of just coughing a cold and sneeze and a slight temperature, but nothing else, try some paracetamol, see how it goes over the next 24, 48 hours. If things are not improving, certainly ring the surgery. And if, and you, you, if you can get an appointment, come up and see your GP or speak to your GP. Uh, certainly ring 111. I think that should be the first port of call. And, and 111 can direct you. So if you ring 111 uh, and they go through a set protocol, um, and if they feel that this is something that can be dealt in general practice, then they will direct you to general practice. Alternatively, if they feel that this is something more, uh, and if you've been in, in contact with somebody who's travelled, say, from, from an area where there has been sort of uh, evidence of coronavirus, like Italy or uh, South Korea or Japan, uh, and of course China, um, then, you know, the, the 111 will be able to uh, appropriately direct you to, to the, the most appropriate uh, sort of service that can help you yeah so what i'm picking up is that if we have or our parents have or our children have a bit of a sniffle we don't need to worry too much exactly. about that just monitor the situation mm. if they have a bit of a sore throat it could just be a normal cold yeah. the key differentiator will be muscle pains and high temperature coming high temperature. into the equation and not settling down getting worse yeah. so if your child's not improving in 24 48 hours despite the measures you've taken, which is, you know, give them paracetamol, make sure they uh, they have plenty of fluids and hydrated. Um, and if they're not improving, yeah, by all means, contact your surgery. But I think the first port of call is 111. Mm -hmm. How do you think this sits amongst, you know, the other notable flu epidemics over the, over the decades and centuries? I, mean, I think it was it 1918, 1919, there was millions of lives lost to a mm -hmm. flu epidemic. Uh, so, so we had the SARS uh, virus earlier, um, uh, quite a few years ago. Um, this is really in the early stages of it. Um, so as you know, there are about 120 plus uh, cases in, in the UK. Um, and we are in this contained phase, as Public Health England describe it, uh, which is that we are still trying to isolate um, and, and uh, identify the cases that are coming in. The biggest problem we have is we don't know um, how to treat this virus because it's a completely new virus. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, jumped from bats into humans uh, and we've had no previous experience and understanding of it. 
Um, so uh, there is a lot of work, as you're aware, and the Prime Minister's uh, very kindly invested a significant amount of money into developing some sort of vaccine against it, uh, doing some research around it, and they're, 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 that is going on on a national level. And I know that there's some work also being done in, in the States around this. So there is, I mean, this is not just a, a UK issue, it's a worldwide, it's a global issue. Um, and we really don't know because we have no previous history of this virus um, as to how this will develop and, and go on. But um, the, the cases in China seem to be reducing. Um, there are new cases coming up everywhere in the, in the world, in Africa, in Iran. Uh, and of course, uh, unfortunately, that cruise ship uh, just off the coast of uh, yeah, California. So, I mean... It's 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 a it is a sad and tragic sort of uh, issue, but we can we can help uh, in stopping this by being sensible, by taking simple measures which make sense and and helping supporting our communities. Mm, I suppose the, you know, the other thing they picked up on the cruise ship there. There was the cruise ship that docked in mm. Japan. So obviously, a cruise ship in that environment of vulnerable people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for the most part of the demographic, um, all locked into that one vessel for two weeks um, is is a, it's a disaster, isn't it? Really, it's just waiting to happen in that environment if yeah. there is somebody on there with the with the virus. Um, how would you handle if we're going to travel abroad? And you know, if if, if just say somebody listening to this has business in Milan, should they just take the normal precautions and go to Milan, or would you say? I think the Foreign Office are, are a bit cagey about it. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think the advice from Foreign Office is that uh, if, if, if you have to, if you must travel, if it's really that important, then uh, take some precautions, but otherwise avoid it. So, you know, in Milan uh, and in Naples and now even in Rome, uh, they've had uh, cases of, of uh, COVID-19. Um, and so there is this whole thing in Italy around um, um, traveling. Um, so my my simple advice, I think, which resonates with everyone, is look, if you have to travel, if you must travel, then be careful. And if you don't have to travel, then, you know, take appropriate action and, and cancel because now is not the time to travel. Mm -hmm. um, and be, basically because we don't know how this virus is going to go. Um, and just be sensible and, you know, and take precautions. Okay. That's really good advice. Well, I found this really interesting, Ivan, and really informative because, like I said, you know, there's a lot of noise. Mm. There's a lot of, you know, I would go as far as a hysteria in some some parts, and it's really good to sort of have a, you know, twenty minute sit down with a GP. And I hope the people of uh, we're all who can listen to this, um, you know, can pick up on some of your advice. Um, you can ask questions. You can email Twitter. Um, the questions through the social media pages of the agenda and we'll get those to Ivan and they can be answered if you have any any issues so thank you very much for coming in thank Ivan you, I hope you've enjoyed your first podcast yes um, quite good fun aren't they yeah it's exciting um, and um, we'll speak to you again soon I hope thank you very much thank you very much check out all our shows exclusively on the podstation.co.uk Get social at The Pod Station on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Support the station by visiting patreon.com forward slash The Pod Station.